Vivian Wilson is the first and only female black owner of a licensed cannabis business. Now, her Toronto store was supposed to be open in a couple of weeks from now, but that has been pushed back thanks to a number of hurdles that she says needs to be addressed to ensure both fairness and equality. And Vivian Wilson joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Vivian, good afternoon. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi, Jeff. It's a pleasure being here. Okay. First of all, can you just take us back to the beginning? And how did you feel when you first heard that uh, you had actually received one of these cannabis licenses? Well, I, I, it's been uh, a 160-odd day process, right? So um, on January 9th, I submitted my application to open up a retail dispensary in Ontario. And through that time, um, I've worked with the frontline staff at the AGCO to pass through all of the the red tape to get to the point where um, I completed my pre-inspection on June 23rd, and I thought we'd be able to open sometime this month. But it was only at that time I was told I had to wait another 90 days before I can open my store. And why is that? It's really just that um, I'm in the queue. And a lot of the, the main reason why there's this delay is that you have a lot of large corporations who really put a lot of their stores in the queue as well. Um, and so they're getting priority to open the store. And so it's my paperwork, my file is sitting on someone's desk waiting to be authorized to open. Yeah. When did you sense that things weren't quite going as planned or started to go wrong, Vivian? Well, I sense that things weren't going as planned, um, I think, within the first couple of weeks of applying, because talking to the AGCO, there were it was there was no transparency. I would follow up with them on a weekly basis asking what is the time frame for this license or this portion of the application process to be reviewed. And there was the, the answer I kept getting was that um, we don't have access to that information. So from that time, I knew this process lacked transparency. Uh, but it was it was not until a couple of weeks ago that I really realized the, the true extent of the situation. And that's when I, when I found the information on the AGCO's website that of the 100 stores that they've approved to open, 15 companies own 61 of those stores. So essentially those 15 companies control the market. Five of those companies, that's just a handful, they own 35% of the stores that have been authorized to open in Ontario. But what makes the situation even worse is that this, these 15 companies have an additional 99 applications in the pipeline. So that means that while I'm waiting 253 days or an additional 90 days before I can open, these 15 stores are going to essentially get priority over me. So they could open another 40 or 60 stores before I'm authorized to open one, even though, as I mentioned, I'm ready to open by the end of this month. So they are not treating everybody uh, equally or fairly, then, in your opinion? Definitely not. They've given these large corporations, AGCO has given these large corporations a priority. Um, they've given them an advantage because they were able to purchase their licenses during the lottery. And since then, the AGCO has not built in any safeguards to support small business operators such as myself so that once we get in the pipeline, our, our applications don't fall to the, the, the waistline. It doesn't fall off the table, so to speak. Um, and so that's essentially the situation that I'm in right now is that 
there were no safeguards in place for small business operators such as myself. And so my fear is that within the next 90 days, I will not be able to keep the doors closed because I'm not able to generate any income. And as sure. a small business operator, it's, it's financially crippling to be in this situation. So what, in your opinion, needs to change? You spoke about transparency a couple of times. How can we achieve that? Uh, what needs to fundamentally change here, do you think, Vivian? Well, the AGCO really needs to look at the leadership at the AGCO needs to look at the prioritization of applicants and the fact that these large corporations are controlling the, 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 the approval process. And this is what we've, um, in the letter I wrote to Minister Doug Downey and Premier Ford, asking them for their help, because they had promised that this cannabis retail process would build in safeguards for small business operators. But clearly, these don't, don't exist. Yeah, how helpful, how receptive has government been? You mentioned you've reached out to the Premier and others. Have they been receptive? Do you feel as if you've been heard? We have not heard anything back from any of them. Um, the MPP office has reached out to them and has, for the last couple of weeks now, has reached out to the AGCO, and still we haven't heard anything back. Um, there seems to be some confusion as to what's going on with my file at the AGCO right now, and we're trying to, um, I'm working with them, hopefully to rectify that. But from a leadership perspective, the the people who are in a position to do something and are able to do something, um, they haven't been receptive, nor have they been actively looking into the situation because we haven't been in touch or they haven't been in touch with us. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, let's go back to the beginning of the year. Does this uh, seem as, it's as good an idea back in January when you received your license uh, here now in the beginning of July? Um, knowing what I know now, I think that um, I'm, I'm glad I've gone through the process because in order to change it, you need to be in it. So I'm glad that I'm able to lend a voice to a lot of the small business operators who are in the same position that I'm in. But with that said, I think that it's time that the leadership within the AGCO and the Premier's office take a look at this process. I think it's an urgent matter that they take a look at, especially with the economic downturn um, that we're in right now. It's very important to support small business operators to help to rebound the economy. And this is a, this is a part of it. And um, we definitely think that this should be brought to the, the, the table and the, the leadership team needs to address it and, and do something to fix it. Absolutely. As we've been saying throughout this entire pandemic in particular, small business is the backbone of our economy. They need our support. You've been waiting, as you mentioned, almost 200 days and counting. Are you still hopeful that you'll be able to open? Is there kind of a cutoff date for you, Vivian? I'm still hopeful that I will be able to open because what we're doing at Greenport is so important for the cannabis industry. Um, we're bringing a completely different industry to the Canadian cannabis industry, a completely different experience, I should say, to the Canadian cannabis industry, which doesn't exist right now. Um, we're telling the story of the history of the plant. We are recognizing and celebrating the people that introduced this plant to the world. We're giving voice to the voiceless by bringing much needed representation into the market. At Greenport, we're not just opening a store. 
We're building a community where everyone can feel welcome. So what we're doing is dramatically needed within this Canadian cannabis um, market. And so I really do not want to have to close my doors um, before we're able to open. So we just, I'm reaching out to the government, the leadership team at the AGCO, stressing the importance, the urgency of, of what they need to do to make sure that small business operators are able to fairly compete or to just participate in the market. So I don't want to put a timeline to it. I'm hopeful that the government will do what they need to do and, and fix this situation. It's important enough, especially with the economy and the, w the way that it is, especially because of the history of this, the cannabis industry. Um, it's important enough to have participants such as myself um, be able to fairly participate. Appreciate your voice. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. We will continue to watch this, cover this uh, with interest, and uh, wish you the best of moving forward, Vivian. Thank you so much. Okay, appreciate your time. That is Viv Vivian Wilson, the first and only female black owner of a licensed cannabis business, and her struggle just to get her store open.